Welcome back to another episode of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I am the ultimate one coming to you live from New York City. Um, we're going to be covering today all the events that happened over the weekend. House of Glory, the Ring of Honor Super, Summer Super Card, uh, the TakeOver, um, and SummerSlam. So all these events that happened and plus the G1 Climax in Japan. Um, I'm going to give you two one of the results that happened um, today. Um, so we're going to start off right away with the House of Glory High Intensity 8, which was the event that uh, Private Party and Young Bucks were going to make their last appearance in an indie show. Um, not only them, but the LAX um, made their last indie show at the um, at the House of Glory event. Um, they also crowned the House of Glory Wrestling crowned their first House of Glory Suicidal Champion. It was a six-man tag. Uh, it was not a six-man tag. It was like a six-man suicidal type of match. However, it was six wrestlers inside the ring that wrestled, and whoever wins the match was what's going to become the first House of Glory Suicidal Champion. And that match, uh, Charles Mason won it. Uh, I never seen this guy before, uh, but he was pretty good. He caught my eye. Um, there was also uh, a first-timer there who I think uh, um, his name was Nolo Kitano. He made his first debut as a wrestler in that match. And also a veteran in the ring, uh, Impact Wrestling, Britt Swan was also in that match. They did pretty well. Um, but the uh, match, the two matches that caught my eye was the uh, uh, New York Wrecking Crew versus LAX. That match was crazy. It was it was they fought all over the arena it was a great match at the end um new york wrecking crew defeated lax and um after that santana made an announcement uh, thanking everybody um for supporting them in house of glory um all the fans were chanting aew they said no matter where they go um they are you know they're glad and they appreciate what the fan has done for them i honestly think they're gonna head to aew they're gonna be the mystery tag team partner for chris jericho i'm i'm, I'm predicting it now it's gonna happen um also the last match again the young bucks uh wrestled uh, the private party um i was able and um i was honored and able to uh, meet mark quinn um, as soon as I got there, I took a picture with him. He's a very cool guy, you know. But um, this match was very exciting. Young Bucks versus uh, Private Party. A lot of high-brisk high moves. Uh, a lot of good takedowns, all that. But at the end, the Young Bucks defeated the Private Party. After the match, Brian XL, who uh, he is one of the guys that manages New York Wrecking Crew, came out and pretty much was giving praises to the private party and the young bucks but at the end at the end he was really pretty much setting them up um they got they got jumped by new york wrecking crew um if you want to see what that happened i have it in my youtube channel called ultimate one wrestling news i posted it over the weekend and it has had 300 something views it was crazy and um while they were getting attacked a special uh wrestler showed up and caught me off guard and that was hangman page hangman page showed up at house of glory clean house and that was the end of that um, but the young bucks announced that the second week of the aew and tnt so start the tournament for the tag team belts it's going to be private party against the young bucks on october 9th so that is something to look forward to 
So that's my take on House of Glory. House of Glory, uh, I was able to see Scott Hall in there. I was able to see Tito Santana. Of course, the Young Bucks were doing the meet and greet. It was uh, the arena was kind of hot at the beginning, but it cooled off. And the House of Glory is one of the small time indie uh, promotions that uh, you get to uh, interact with the wrestlers, and it was fun. It was very fun. It was my second time I went. I went in April for a cultural class. Uh, but this one, High Intensity, was a great match. And um, big ups to the um, House of Glory crew. They, they did a great show. Um, you know, and um, they have a lot of good talent in there. Uh, Kent Broway, Evander James, Smiley. So, you know, they have a, a lot of good talent. Um, you know, um, they, they are able to bring the noise when they need to. And they had the whole whole arena um jumping up and down you know um because the talent in there is great um so anyway we will be right back after this if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain it's free there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on spotify apple Podcasts, and many more you can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we're back. And now we're going to cover uh, Ring of Honor. And Ring of Honor um, had the Summer Spectacular, which it was crazy because somebody sent me a picture through social media where this was eliminating from Toronto. The whole arena was empty. Again, Ring of Honor suffering with attendance, um, especially Summer Spectacular, which had New Japan wrestlers, uh, CMML, but I'm thinking they were gonna bring more wrestlers than, than what they brought from New Japan, but obviously it was only the Gorillas of Destiny. Um, the Gorilla of Destiny's um, pretty much uh, were the ones that were gonna main event um, last night. Um, so, you know, I, I was pretty shocked of how bad it has been for um, Ring of Honor. They, they arena is pretty much empty. People are not coming to see them. Um, it, it's it, it's crazy because it just makes you think, you know, um, what's you know why is this happening and and. Um, you know, people are not supporting uh, Ring of Honor like they used to, all because of AEW right now. So that's going to be a problem for them in the future. But their main event um, was the Ladder Wars, um, and that was pretty much. I think they had the. I mean, they had they had other matches. I mean, um, they did a. Uh, the good thing I love what they did was they did a ten bell salute for Harley Race, who died a couple of weeks ago. Uh, passed away from uh, age 76. I mean, but and then the show started with the villain Enterprise PCO and Brody King against the Kingdom of uh, William Marcelli and TK O'Reilly. Orion, I mean, um, so they defeated the Kingdom. Um, then they had uh, there was supposed to be a match between PJ Black and Silas Young that went to a no contest because Silas Young decided to leave. So Marty Skull took that match and he defeated PJ Black. Um, then the Woman of Honor match, which was Kelly Klein against uh, uh, the Borriqua. Tasha Steeles 
Um, and um, that match was pretty good. And, and um, Kelly Klein um, won that match. But then um, Angelina Love decided to attack uh, Klein and Steels and let, let them lay down. Um, hit both of them with the Botox injection kicks. Um, so let them lay down. Uh, a good match that I pretty caught my eye, which I felt that, you know, um, that it was... It, it was a great match. The only thing I have a question about Jonathan Gresham um, and Jay Lethal, um, they both teamed up and they've wrestled with Mark Haskin and Bandito, but Jonathan Gresham as of late has been showing signs that he's going to turn rule breaker. Um, he pushed Jay Lethal at one point when he had a chair. Jonathan Gresham had a chair and Lethal's trying to stop him from using it. Um, and I mean, it was, it was crazy, but it looks like Jonathan Gresham is going to turn um, heel. He also doesn't have a contract with Ring of Honor, so I don't know where that's gonna go. So Ring of Honor keeps losing these wrestlers. It's not good. Um, the Television Championship was on the line with Shane Taylor. He beat Tracy Williams, but before that match started, Floyd Gorton came in and he pretty much uh, started wailing at Tracy Williams, hitting him with a candlestick, uh, and pretty much postponed the match to a later, to a later, um, probably later down the line. Uh, but then they had the no disqualification match between Roosh against Dalton Castle. That match was a no disqualification match. They hit each other with everything, steel chairs, all everything you can name. They they hit everything. Uh, it was a pretty good match. Uh, and, you know, Rush and and ended up um, giving the Bullshorn drop kick on Dalton Castle and beating him, and then, and you know, winning that match, which was crazy because they fought all over the damn arena. So, and then they had the, like I said, the Shane Taylor, Tracy William match. They had it. They had it after, again, like I said earlier, um, Flip Corey jumped Tracy Williams, so that match started. Um, and um, it was a pretty good match, but Shane Taylor was too much for Tracy William. He ended up retaining the uh, Ring of Honor television title. Uh, there was the six-man tag between. Um, uh, CMML guys, Caristico, Sobriano Jr., and Stuska. Uh, they defeated Barbaro Calvanario, Templar, and Templario, and Hechicero by submission. Uh, Caristico, um, which is is formerly known as Sin Cara, the original Sin Cara, is now it's in CMML. So when they mentioned out the Sin Cara, and, um, and I forgot that WWE had the, the not the original Sin Cara, uh, they had the day version of Cicada, so that was um, it was a really good match. I'm not too crazy about CMML and the and the wrestlers. They're too much uh, acrobatic stuff, and it's just it's, it's too much for me. It's just confusing. Uh, the Ring of Honor World Title was on the line: Matt Taven versus Alex Shelley. That match was pretty good, but um, um, Taven ended up um, hitting um, the. Um, I forgot what they call it. Acid drop, whatever it is. It's like a, a face front DDT. He pinned um, Alex Shelley. It was a good, a pretty good match. It went up 20 minutes, close to 25. Um, so it, it was it, it was a good match. I mean, I was surprised Alex Shelley, you know, brought it to Matt Taven. But um, after the match, after Matt Taven defeated Alex Shelley, Roosh came out to challenge Matt Taven for the world title. There's a history between these two guys. Um, as you well know, Matt Taven used to have long hair, but when he went to CMML, he started feeling with Roosh, and they put their hair on the line, and Taven ended up losing the hair, and um, 
So, you know, now it's going to be, uh, they're going to give the title to Roosh. I will give the title to Roosh because Roosh looks like the type of guy who will, you know, bring more excitement to that world title and Ring of Honor. But uh, right now, it does, uh, you know, it's, I don't know. It just, it doesn't look good at all, you know, but we'll see. Um, so, yeah, so again, Taven defeated uh, Alex Shelley. Um, so it was, it was, it was, it was a pretty good match. It wasn't that, that, that bad at all. Um, then we have the, the main event, which was the Gorillas of Destiny versus the Briscoes. That match, ladder wars. That match was crazy. There, there was bloodshed. They hit each other with, with, with the ladders. They went through tables. Um, at one point, um, uh, Tamatanga caught uh, Mark Briscoe with, with, with the gun stun from from mid air from the from the from the ladder. It was crazy. These guys beat the crap out of each other, but at the end, the Briscoes were able to defeat the Gorillas of Destinies. So now, you know, um, we'll see who the um, the the Briscoes are going to wrestle, and that's something that we're going to look forward to see who the. Uh, the Briscoes are going to defend the titles with. I mean, because right now the division, Ring of Honor looks bad right now. It doesn't look great. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with them. Um, now it looks like Global Wars coming up the next month. And then I doing Global Wars with New Japan. They usually do uh, Global Wars with New Japan. They doing it with CMML. I don't understand why. Don't understand why. But um, uh, we'll be right back. And we're back. Um, so we're gonna go now to takeover. Uh, takeover was pretty, uh, pretty good. Oh, it was awesome. Um, uh, the takeover this week where they had the Street Profit against the Undisputed Era, um, which is I call them Red Dragon because it was O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. But they uh, they got defeated. Street Profit defeated the Undisputed Era by a pinfall. They retained the belts. That match was really good, very, very good. Only thing is that these guys made um, O'Reilly and Fish look very small. These guys are big. They're like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, they made uh, O'Reilly and uh, and Bobby Fish look um, like, like like midgets. It was just, it was it was crazy. But it was a good match. But the Street Profits retained the belt. Then we had uh, Aya Shirai and Candy LeRae by submission. That match, that match was crazy these girls hit each other with everything uh, but Iris Shirai looked like the one who's gonna defeat uh, uh, the NXT champ Basley. Uh, I see her beating her because um, uh, Iris Shirai is showing a side of her and very heel like so and she does a lot of great stuff in the ring so I could see her beating um, um, Basley for the NXT title but she defeated Candice LeRae by submission then the next match came uh actually there was not a match Matt Riddle popped out of nowhere and started uh flapping his gun like he usually does and but this time in the ring and it called out Killing Dane and they ended up brawling all over the place um it was just people just trying to stop him and and, and at one point uh uh, Kill, uh Killer Dane went and took a Matt Riddle and another uh another guy probably was some 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 guy from the security and and he jumped up the stage with both of them 
and right through the tables uh, down under the stage. It was just a crazy thing. It was like, oh, I was like, wow. Um, but, you know, that, that situation didn't really brought my attention. I don't like uh, Matt Riddle because Matt Riddle is just a guy who flap his gun. He hasn't earned, he has not earned the right to talk about bad about anybody and all he's been doing is um, just flapping his gum as of late. Um, then we had the North American Championship with a three-way double team dream came out to the Mountie theme song, which was, I haven't heard that since the 1987 or 89. Uh, it was great to hear it again. Um, he was in, the, in, a, in a match with Peter Dunn and Roderick Strong, and that match was crazy. These guys hit each other with everything. Um, but um, that's what they dream ended up, um, you know, uh, pinning. Uh, thing I believe was yeah, he he pinned Dunn after um, he hit the purple rainmaker. Um, so you know, um, again, Elvin Dream showing sides. This guy is, you know, he's very charismatic. He got a lot, a lot of, um, a lot of charisma, a lot of wrestling moves. Um, my fear is that when they move him up in the main roster, will he be able to do the same thing he's doing right now? But Velveteen Dream retains his title, and as Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong came short of that, um, getting the belt from, him, taking the belt from him. Um, then we had the women's championship, Shayna Baszler versus Mia Yim. That match was pretty good, but Mia Yim was using a lot of dirty tactics. Uh, every time Baszler would put her in some submission, she would rake the eyes or, or, or rake the mouth. Uh, she was the very dirty uh, uh, tactics she was using to um, pretty much try to get uh, Shayna Baszler off her game. Um, but at the end, you know... Um, she, um, basically um, ended up using a, a triangle choke with her legs, making Mia Yim submit, so she still retains the belt. Then they had the NXT 2 out of 3 falls Adam Cole against Johnny Gargano. Oh my goodness, that match was crazy. Um, in the first match, um, uh, Gargano got himself disqualified. Uh, um, and then the second match was a, uh, I believe it was a, yeah, it was a street, um, yeah, yeah, it was a street fight, the second match. Gargano um, defeated Cole when he put him in a, in a submission mode The Gargano escaped. Uh, Adam Cole quickly tapped out. Then the third match was crazy because um, he ended up, uh, Cole had, um, matter of fact, Gargano had, of Cole on the top of the cage. He was about to use barbed wires on him when all of a sudden Adam Cole grabs Gargano by the face and jumps off the top of the cage, landing on a table, breaking the table in half. Some way Adam Cole, uh, I guess with the ring awareness, went and put his arm on top of Gargano. He ended up uh, pinning uh, Gargano and retaining the title. Um, This match was crazy and I mean, that's the last, probably that's the last match you will ever see Gargano in NXT. Now the question is, what is going to happen to Gargano when he goes to the main roster? Will he go to 205? Is he going to the main roster of SmackDown or Raw? Questions that we all have to ask ourselves, what's going to happen? Because, you know, every time a uh, 
NXT guy goes up in the main roster, he does not, he does not come back the same because you know he's just they're not gonna use him. So it is crazy, but who knows? Anyway, we'll be right back after this with the coverage of SummerSlam, and we're back. So SummerSlam yesterday was uh wasn't the greatest show at all. It was uh, I don't know what to say about WWE anymore. But they ended up. Um, there was the beginning, the, the beginning of the match, the beginning of the event actually. At SummerSlam was Natalia against Becky Lynch. Uh, as you guys know, the Becky Lynch ended up being Natalia, and it was crazy because a lot they were saying that the Toronto crowd was not uh, was not uh, rooting for Natalia. I don't know. It was a mixed reaction, but. It looked like Natalia was not getting the fan support like everybody thought because being that was in Canada. But she loses. Now my question is, if she lost that match, was this a punishment because of Bret Hart's appearance in Double or Nothing? And remember, they build her up. And they build her up to wrestle in Canada for a title match. Now remember, Natalia has not done anything in the whole year. And all the time, they were building her up to win, get, get, go against Becky Lynch, and then in Canada, it's and then all of a sudden you, you make her, you make her change her attitude. She's more aggressive. She looks like she, I mean, she left me thinking on 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 Tuesday. Now I'm like, wow, she's really. I think she's gonna win the title because it's in Canada. Well, no, WWE fooled all of us and gave uh, the win to Becky Lynch. And now my question is, what's this? way of them punishing because now what Natalia is going to do she lost she lost to her so then the next match was the AJ Styles versus Ricochet and my question is have they buried Ricochet because the, the AJ Styles Ricochet match has happened more than four times before three times before the SummerSlam match and then uh, AJ Styles defeated Ricochet first of all they made Ricochet come out like Nightwing so, 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 some type of superhero, and I'm saying to myself, this guy got to be sweating on them with that jacket. It was horrible. It's just they keep changing. It first they took the lights out, and now they're changing his whole outfit. It's a look, whole look. It just I don't understand it. So, but at the end, AJ Styles beats him, and then to make matters worse, then the the the, the OCs, Gallows and Anderson goes there and give him a magic killer. So my question is, have they buried Ricochet? I mean, if I was Ricochet. I'll make up this country and then go back to Japan or wrestle somewhere else. AEW is there. You can come and get, do what you gotta do. Then they had the Bailey uh, against Amber Moon. Bailey defeated Amber Moon. My question is, as far as Amber Moon, McMahon does not like Amber Moon for a simple fact because Amber Moon's husband made a comment about uh, Nia Jax um, breaking um, uh, Becky Lynn's nose last November. He made a comment, and McMahon ever since that don't like the the spouses making comments about anybody, and it's and it's reports that McMahon does not like Amber Moon. So my question is, if you don't like Amber Moon, just release her. That's it, release her, and she goes somewhere else. You know. Then we had the Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. Now I already knew what was gonna happen. The, the, I mean, the, what I was surprised is I didn't see. Uh, um, I saw Elias, but I didn't see uh, the other guy. I forgot the name of him. Can't, can't hit in my head right now. Uh, uh, but 
McMahon lose. I already knew McMahon was going to lose to Kevin Owens because that's how they're going to take him out of TV. I'd be surprised if they still keep him in TV. That, that, that'd be something ridiculous. Uh, I've been losing my mind. So, um, but that's something that, that in a way, I'm happy because I don't want to see McMahon no more. Shane McMahon with this best in the world crap, it's nonsense. It's stupidity. Uh, Trish Stratus uh, against uh, Charlotte. That match was pretty good. Um, old school versus new school. Um, Trish Stratus uh, showed me that she still has it. Even in defeat, she still had it for the for for the for eight years. She haven't wrestled a single match. She showed her her stuff, and um, you know it's 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 good to see the the that she still has it. And you know, but you know they say this is the last match, but you know something's gonna come up. She'll wrestle again. Uh, the Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston world title match, a horrible ending. I, I don't I don't know why they even put this together. Because if it was going to end like this, you know, now they're going to do, what, Knights of Champion? And Orton gets the belt back? I mean, if Orton gets the belt back, I, I, I'm like, look, I'm done seeing these guys from 19 years ago still holding belts. It's just ridiculous. Then the Finn Balor against The Fiend. Love the entrance. It was a creepy debut for The Fiend. The whole gimmick, whatever. He, I think he's the next guy in line to fight Seth Rollins. I could see it happening, you know, um, because, and the reason I say that, because, you know, um, the Fiend defeated Finn Balor, so I don't know what's going to happen to Finn Balor, if he's going to join the whole OCs, or he's going to take a break, he's going to come back, never know, um, according to, um, somebody told me that there was a, a, a promo where they, the, the OCs threw up the two suite and said, and they always got a spot for for Finn Balor, I don't know if he's going to end up joining them, but if that happens, you can see I want to see the Undisputed Era against the OCs, that'll be a great match uh, so the championship match the Universal Title Championship match was was next, and it was a pretty good match um, Seth Rollins defeated Brock Lesnar um, now my thing is now that he's the champion again, will he be going to Twitter to chirp more and start talking crap about how he's a universal champion, blah, blah, blah. Because that's all Seth Rollins has been doing. He's trying to be cool. He's been sent. I know WWE is the one sending him to do this chirping on Twitter. And um, so he went from being a bitch last Monday to now becoming a champ. I don't understand that whole storyline. I, I don't care for it, really. Seth Rollins is not my cup of tea. So anyway, so um, we'll be right back after this. And we're back. Uh, so now we're going to uh, wrap up this thing um, to give you more news on what happened in New Japan today. So the G1 Climax concluded today. And uh, the, the matches before B Block and the A Block, the finals, was Jay White versus Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi ended up winning the G1 Climax. So now my question is... Um, is he going to win the IWGP title in January? Because, I mean, Okada has had that belt. Now Okada has to defend the belt against Sonata. So on his way to uh, Wrestle Kingdom, he has to fight Sonata. He has to fight, who else pinned him? Um, Ibushi pinned him. So Ibushi could take a title shot uh, at him. Um, and he still gets he still gets a, a, a another title shot at Wrestle Kingdom. So... 
Will, will Okada make it to um, Wrestle Kingdom as being a world champion, IWGP champion? So that's something to look forward to. Also, the biggest news that came out of Japan today was the Kenta. Kenta was teaming up with Yoshihashi and uh, I read uh, and Ishii against the Bullet Clubs, um, Tango Tonga, Tangaloa, and Balak Fale. In between that match, Kenta was outside the ring when Ishii was trying to give him a tag and he walked away. Then he proceeded to go back in the ring and give the GTS to to Ishii. Therefore, Tanga, Tanga, Tamatanga, excuse me, Tamatanga ended up pinning Ishii. And all of a sudden, now you see um, everybody from the Bullet Club throwing up the two sweet signs. So everybody's wondering, okay, did he just join Bullet Club? So before anything happened, Hashi goes and attacks Kenta. Kenta beats him up. The Bullet Club jumps him. So they're outside the ring. So Kenta goes and grabs the mic. He's ready to say something out of nowhere. Uh, Shibata ends up coming in the ring attacks Kenta, beats him up whatever, he's ready to put him to sleep but then the Bullet Club jumped him and uh, Kenta ended up putting him to sleep and pretty much sat on top of uh, Shibata Um, so now Kenta is part of Bullet Club so now Bullet Club has become they just lost Robbie Eagle two months ago and now they get Kenta into the mix. Now, mind you that Tamatanga yesterday, but we just got an athletic wrestler. I got goosebumps. And uh, that tweet, well, he was talking about Kenta. So now, New Japan has Kenta and Bullet Club, which is going to be great to see for the upcoming weeks and the rest of the rest of the year with King of Pro coming up. Uh, the other shows that they have in September is going to be something to look at. So, um, but yeah, so this, uh, that, this pretty much wraps up my, um, podcast today. There was a lot of things covering. I know it's long and everything, but hey, I had to cover everything. I haven't done a podcast to the Chokeslam Wrestling Report in over a week, I believe, probably. But it's been a lot of stuff going on this weekend was very busy. So I try to catch up as much as I can. So, also, if you guys want to hear more, subscribe to the Apple Podcast. Uh, again, the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I also have uh, my YouTube channel called the Ultimate One Wrestling News. If you guys want to see the uh, House of Glory, um, the House of Glory match between um, uh, Private Party and the Young Bucks, the conclusion of that and what happened after the match. You could go to the YouTube channel, Ultimate One Wrestling News, and you'll see it in there, and you get to see the whole 16 minute what happened in that um, event Friday. I also have um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Ultimate One Wrestling News. Go check it out. Um, give me your feedback on it. You know, tell me what you like. Um, so don't feel feel free to like the, my Facebook page. Feel free to follow my Instagram page ultimate you won well for instagram is you won underscore wrestling news and instagram so you could check it out but if you go to my ultimate one wrestling news i have all the links to my platform so you could check that out i even got discord also um so check it out 
Tell me what you think. Uh, Ultimate World Wrestling News um, YouTube channel. If you want, you can subscribe. Um, so feel free. Tell somebody about this podcast, the Choke Slam Wrestling Report. Um, I'm on every week. I may sound a little tired, but I had a long day and it's been a long week with wrestling, trying to cover as much as I can. Um, so I want to thank everybody who's listening to me and hopefully I'll be feeling much better and more awake because it's been a long, long weekend. Um, and I'll bring you more wrestling news and um, wrestling reports of what's going on in the business. Again, um, the shocker of the day for me for as a as of this app this morning actually Kenta joined Bullet Club so I'll have more info on that and see what's gonna happen so with that from New York City I am your ultimate one good night